You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, thanks for joining me this Tuesday for a few minutes as we pursue God together. And by the way, just thank you for all of you who are sharing this with friends, with family. Just as a reminder, this Pursuing God podcast, it can be accessed on the Eastside app, on my Facebook and Instagram channels, also on Spotify and iTunes. Now, our theme this week is Plan B. What do you do when life doesn't turn out like you hoped? What do you do when Plan A fails? Two of Jesus' friends and disciples found themselves losing hope the Sunday after Jesus had died. They didn't know he had risen and the events of, and circumstances of the previous 48 hours had left them absolutely devastated. They say in Luke 24, 21, but we had hoped that this was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Their plan A had not gone like they hoped. When I was growing up, it was fairly common for a girl to have a chest in her bedroom or a house somewhere in anticipation of the day she would get married and have a family. And she would collect treasured objects in this chest, china, linen, lace, pictures, family heirlooms that she hoped to pass on to her children one day. And do you know what that chest was called? A hope chest. A place where you put the things that express what you're dreaming for, longing for, hoping for. Now, the truth is, all of us have a hope chest somewhere, the place where we store our highest hopes, our our treasured dreams, what we're longing for. And I guess what I'm wondering today is, what box have you decided to put your hope in? And have you placed your hope in the right box? Some people put their hope in money. Some people put their hope in relationships, some in their kids. And sometimes you wonder, did I put my hope in the right box? In Luke chapter 24, we find two friends of Jesus taking a seven mile walk to the village of Emmaus. And the the guys are just devastated. They think Jesus is still dead in the tomb. And, And as we talked yesterday about how Jesus joins them on this two hour walk, but they don't know it's him. So how does Jesus respond to them? Oh, guys, I feel your pain. I sense your sorrow. Let me say a prayer for you. No. (laughs) How's this for a tender response? Jesus says to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So Jesus taught while the three of them walked that seven mile walk. When they got to Emmaus, they asked Jesus, who of course they did not know was Jesus. They asked this stranger to stay with them because the day was almost over. And the Bible says when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and began to give it to them. Now, now think about this. What would they have seen when Jesus took the bread and broke it and gave it to him? his nail-scarred hands. And when they saw them, the Bible says, then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. And they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while, while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? And then they got up, returned at once to Jerusalem and the other disciples and said, it is true, the Lord has risen. 
gang, Jesus is alive. We walked seven miles with him. We had a meal with him. We saw his nail scarred hands. Listen, there's a great plan B. He is risen. You see, just like those disciples, all of us have to decide which box we're going to put our hope in. I've thought about this a lot. There are two very different kinds of hope in this world. One is to place your hope in something, and the other is to place your hope in someone. When you put your hope in something, you're hoping for a particular outcome, for a particular circumstance to turn out the way you want it to turn out. Hope I get that job. Hope I get that house. Hope I get that girl. Hope I get that girl and she gets that job in that house. But you'll never find enduring hope in something. This is why my hope is based on an empty box where on Easter Sunday morning, the death-defying, grave-defeating, fear-destroying, hope-infusing Savior of the world rose from the dead to give you a living hope that can never be taken away. This is why the empty tomb is my hope chest. Let's pray. God, on this day, help us to wrestle a little bit with not just where we say we put our hope, but where we're really putting it. May we trust in you. May we trust in the empty tomb of Jesus, the ultimate hope chest for our lives and for the world. And I pray it in his name. Amen. Catch you back here tomorrow.